What up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Sheik Lutz, L-O-X, D-Block, Silverback Gorilla up in here. Hey, yo, Poe, what's good, fam? You know what I'm saying? Right now, we Poe politicking with my homie Poe. You heard? Poe politicking. That's, that's hard. You know what I mean? Where self-help meets hip-hop. You know what I mean? That's what it is, man. Poe was good. DJ period, just two black brothers. You know what I'm saying? We three black brothers. The Locks doing what we do, too. You know what I mean? Preserving the hip-hop culture and all that and introducing the future stars. Hey, yo, keep shining, King. You already know what it is, man. We got you over here. You do your thing over there. Shigluch, L-O-X, D-Block. Yeah, Popolitikin. Peace. Popolitikin.com Hey, man, how you doing, bro? It's Ron Obasi. Man, I'm on Popolitikin, man. Politicking with the best. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. No plans to play small. Hating on me cause you do as you talk. Uh, Gucci, respect the sauce. Kind of the flaw. What did you thought? Keep your pins, that penny is fuck about your thoughts. Niggas be hating the wins, they happy you lost. Pussy you lost. Please don't come around trying to humble me. If you lost me, then you lost me. Should you fumble me? Suck your teeth. Battles that made me on any field, you know I'm going stupid. Dummy me alone, show me a nigga who's scared to chase his dreams, and I show you a pussy. The future look goody, all that it took me for what you think you sing, for what you think of me, for what you think you think. Hop up the boat, the bitch didn't sink. Got cold outside, can't sugarcoat it. I wore like I'm in the mink, or like I'm in the. Back in my bag again, look at my life and just laugh again. Shit ain't no accident. Leave Earth on the sun trail <laughs> Then come back to a bad bitch in my lap again Deep off in her bag too like this Saxon fifth Backflips, backflip, repeat in the backseat Beef it up, cheap it up, I'm tapping out And we tapping in Feel like many fresh with a manuscript Damn it's lit, damn it's lit Damn it's lit I said please don't come around trying to humble me if you lost me, then you lost me. Should you fumble me? Suck your teeth. Ooh. Suck your teeth. I said, please don't come around trying to humble me. If you lost me, then you lost me. Should you fumble me? Suck your teeth. Welcome back to PoePolitikin.com. Your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Right now we're live on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. This is my interview since 2008. One, two, one, two, and place to be with Ronald Bossy. How you doing, bro? 
I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Again, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, no doubt, man. So I was from, um, like you from, um, where you from, Tennessee? Yeah, bro, Nashville, Tennessee, man. Born and raised, yeah. So what you, what you grew up listening to? Uh, it's funny, man, because, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, let me see, being from the South and shit, my pops was the first person really to introduce me to music, whether it was the music he was making or the shit he was bringing in the house. I think first couple music and stuff that I was listening to, if it wasn't the radio, probably like some Ghetto Boys or like some Hawk or some shit, like some Outkast, because that's what my pops and stuff was spinning. Uh, then on the radio, of course, I was hearing the Wayne, the 504 Boys, the... Really all Southern stuff first. That's how it started. Uh, yeah, that's really where it started for me. Really just anything that was like Southern. Really. What made you want to be an MC? Uh, like I said, the early influences of just my pops having me around it real early. Like he was, that was one of his first, you know what I'm saying, dreams or whatever. So he had me in the studio real young. I mean, for him, I um, I don't know if he ever just wanted me to be in there to just be a rapper because that's what he was trying to do. But uh, I caught it fast, uh, like real fast, like rapping in front of him, other grown ass men and stuff. Uh, just, but I, I loved it. Then uh, I picked up poetry real young because of that. And then, uh, yeah, just from then, you know what I'm saying, growing, getting older, whether I was like fluctuating between if I really wanted to do this or not, I was always doing it. I was rapping at every single age I could think of, really, whether it was to myself or my friends. So. Mm. So, so how would you describe yourself as a person? Uh, as a person, that's a good question, man. Uh, I mean, I would like to like to carry myself, bro, as just somebody you know that's a, a light, really a light that I could be to the homies, the friends, or people that's listening. We're uh, really grounded. Uh, a lot of people are probably you know talking about the humility. You know, what I'm saying uh, just how. Uh, not really a boastful person unless you spin in the records or some shit like that. I really like to give respect, give respect. It ain't, uh, maybe that answers the question, but just as a person, that's how I would like to, you know, see myself. Hopefully people see me the same. Yep. And then, um, what does your name mean, Ron? I know what Ron means, but the uh, boxing part, it sounds powerful. Yeah, so it's, um, it's Nigerian, um, Disclaimer, I'm uh, I'm not actually Nigerian, but I was gifted the name um, by a Nigerian woman uh, when I was uh, working a job three years ago, and it just kind of stuck. But it means honor the Supreme God. So my previous rap name before this, when I like basically took the leap and shit, when I put out my first couple songs, it was Ron C. to God, because I was like, at that time, I was like, uh, always been, you know, always been heavily in touch with my spiritual side and shit, but... Uh, I was really rapping heavy over boom bap beats and shit. So it really felt like, you know what I'm saying, real fitting. And then uh just on some random stuff, I was working security, talked to the Nigerian woman one day, and uh she just she was speaking life into me and she told me I reminded me of her son back home. So the name really just stuck after I just did my research on it and stuff. Then how would you describe your sound to people? Um, as it's elevated, uh it's definitely some definitely some uh Boom bap in there still, soulful sounds. Um, I love sampling saxophones, anything really soulful. Um, relatable always, storytelling, lyrics, I mean, lyricism. To me, it's all there. Yeah, I heard some, like, um, 
I listened to, I was listening, watching your videos, and I heard like some, um, I don't know, I just feel like some realness, like some, like you said, soulful. And then yeah. it just seemed like, like, I don't know you, but it just seemed like what you talked about is real. Like sometimes you be like, man, it ain't, it ain't how that nigga is, but with you, you seem real. Like I said, I just like, I hear like some, um, I hear like a little bit of everybody. I hear like sometimes I heard little Kendrick. I heard Cole. I hear, I hear like that little uh, like them. You wouldn't be off with that, bro. They they both they both you know kept me in this. You know what I'm saying? As far as influences goes, you know what I'm saying. Later in my life, both of them were big artists that I just look up to. Not even to just watch what they do and uh, copy or be like them. In that sense, they just they both have to me authentic sounds. Like you said, like you can when you hear them. Is relatable because they take you to spaces and experiences and shit that only they can rap about. It's, it's them. So, yeah. What sure. about uh, what about Big Crit? He influenced you any? Yes, bro. Big Crit is amazing, bro. Yes, he's definitely one of those people. He might be, he might be one of the first. Just speaking of like southern rappers and how they able to, you know, what I'm saying, fuse the storytelling, the soulful sounds with the the the, the samples and shit by choice and everything. Big Crit is. Definitely one of those artists for me that that just take me there. Like I said, keep me there. Yeah. Yeah. Then we saw we saw. I want to shout them out because how I found I found out about you the eighty five South podcast. Yeah, man. Them them some some brilliant great people, bro. Shout out to the eighty five South show. So how that? You had a whole set on there. They were not like Jimmy Kim with a little five minutes. Said you had a whole performance. Like <laughs> They um so the you referring to like the eighty vibe episode where I got to perform uh some le- uh, selection of songs and there was an interview portion of it and everything and like I said just shout out to them bro they brilliant bro really just put me on that platform and let me get my shit off like that bro and then you know watching it back I didn't get to watch it until it came out you feel me so I watched it when everybody else seen it and it was just it was a beautiful piece of work really just to be a part of that and really just you know. Tell my stories on that stage, really. So what's your current project now? That I got out? Yeah, what you working on? Uh, yeah, you can uh, just say, yeah, well, first, just, um, yeah, go, just go over, like, some of your past projects, and then let us know what you're working on now. For sure. I know uh, you, dropped, like, you dropped some stuff earlier, because you before, too. Yeah, uh, shit, the... I, I can name the project. So I dropped my first project August 2019 uh, called Casual Alien. It's a six-song EP. Then uh, after that, I dropped uh, two more EPs with four songs on them each called Notes on the Scale 1 and 2. And then Sun Tapes is the longest project I dropped. I dropped that October 2020. Uh, that's, a, you know, people like to call it the full length or whatever, but it's an 11-song project. Um, proud of all of those pieces of work because they definitely got me you know what I'm saying? The the successes that I've had got up to this point. Uh, the things that we're working on now, obviously, in 2021, is really just building on a foundation that I laid in 2020. Uh, it's a lot of, that's uh, word I'm looking for, a lot of content to really just build on. You know what I'm saying? I really just would like to, you know, repurpose that. You know, it's always something that I feel like can be done more to, spread it because to me it's all great you know like i like to see my work as something that stands longevity so whether it's like making a video to a song somebody ain't seen before uh or you know what i'm saying putting it out in the playlist or something like that all of this stuff count and then as far as new stuff um like again shout out to 85 south because we um made a live album when i was down there with the band 
that's a part of the uh, 85 South. We got to record for a week in Patchwork, which was another blessing. Uh, so that'll be something for 2021 as well. People can hear a live album. Some of those records that I performed on there will be on there for sure. So 20, you said 2019 was your first project you put out? My, my first EP, yep, 2019. So because you said you kind of you said you started back in the day, so why why is it like what happened in twenty nineteen when you dropped your first project? What made oh, you come out with that in twenty nineteen? Man, just uh, connecting to my wives, man. Like uh, I think that's hella important. Like just really knowing your intention or why you want to do something. I know I know some people they jump and they you know they find it during that, and like I think uh, for me. You know, my journey that had just brought me to that whole point of just taking that. Now, I made music prior. You know, I had dropped songs prior. But just as far as just taking that leap of, like, you know, putting out that first project to the world, you know, it was, like I said, just connecting to my wives, man, really just knowing intentionally what I wanted to do with it, how I wanted to separate myself, and really just not want to play into what everybody else wanted from me. I had to find something that was defining for me, really. That's what kind of, that's why I say it took me long. Uh, you know, to others that really know me, uh, they would probably say it's like some late bloom and shit. But to me, it was like some time for me. So yeah. So what are, what are your whys? Um, first and foremost, man, like you know, God, it's a gift. You know what I'm saying? I'm gratitude for that. Like you know, I don't think you get blessed with something like this, bro, not being able to make it a service. So I'm always grateful for that. And I got a little girl, man. She five. So that's. You know, I can't be, to me, it's just, that's, those two reasons really all I need to really just get up and really do it, really. But even just digging into myself, um, shit, it's what, it's what make the nigga soul go, man. It ain't, it ain't really too much things that you really find, bro, in life that just make you, you know what I'm saying, feel like transcendent type shit. And music is one of those things for me. But yeah, God, my daughter for sure. And then, you know, the way I connect to it, the way it connects to people. And what do you what's next for you? Um so I for me what for me what's really next and a long-term goal is really what I do with this platform. Like, yeah, everybody, you know, got their own whys and stuff why. Um whether it's me trying to do this to be one of the best or be remembered or whatever, but one of the things is next really just building on my platform to see how I can reach people. I got a real passionate thing of like community building bro and really just helping out kids and shit and i know the more i do even now just setting the foundation of showing people that you can really just because i know in nashville it's not too many one i know in my city it's not too many people that you know that are artists that have broke uh different type of barriers and shit like that we don't really have a long list of names so um what's next for me like i said is just building on the foundations and stuff that I already got and seeing which ways I can really extend that, bro, to really connect the community around me, you know what I'm saying, from teen all the way up until people my age and even older, really. So what do you, what do you help the kids with? Um, that's what I saw that. I know a lot of, I know a lot of kids, bro, who, who they, on, every day on their mind, they would like to be told it's okay to chase a dream with like, you know what I'm saying, with like madness intent. Like there's no disbelief that you can make it happen. But it's a difference when you don't have access. See what I'm saying? So the conversations are real short. So my goal is to just, you know, 
whether it's a program or it's a camp or something like that, bro, to really have them something really annually or yearly where they can really just come and have access to that. Because whether it's music, whether it's, whether it's all different type of art, whether it's just conversation and counseling, bro, making those connections, that's... that's yeah, speaking, speaking of connections, man, my homie, uh, one of my homies uh, in Nashville, I don't know if you know, he a rapper, his name is uh, Malcolm Dwayne, you heard him? I'm not. That's yeah, I'm gonna you up with him because I know he out there and he be saying like, he always be talking about how he trying to help the scene out there and all that. And he been rapping for like, uh, like I've been knowing him for like years, like since I first started my show. So I know he's been out doing it for a while. So we'll make sure I link y'all up. Cause he was, I know he in Nashville. That shit would be fly, man. Like I and this, that's what I'm crazy. Like when you, if you come here, like if you're on the outside skirts, you would think nobody's here trying to make some changes, bro. But I can, I know it's it's 40, 50 men and women, bro, who probably do what I do, who have been doing this before me, bro, who trying to make those same connections and bridge that same community. But it's just so many like variables and shit that you got to overcome. You feel me? Like this city done took away everything that catered to our culture, really. You were know, born out there? Hmm? You was born and raised? Yep. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm from, I'm from, I'm in San Diego right now, but I'm from Mississippi. Oh, word, yeah, yeah. Man, I was going back and forth for, to San Diego, bro, for like the past two years and shit. That's a beautiful place. What you doing out there? Family and friends, bro. Like, I knew some homies and shit. I would just come out there and stay and just look at the ocean and shit. It's a lot different than Tennessee, you feel me? So it's just a different scenario, yeah. So what are some of your interests outside of music? Um, That's a good question. Um. So, I mean, really a lot of my passion is really just laying multimedia, whether it's films or, uh, like I said, poetry, really just bringing at the camera. Uh, uh, yeah, really right now, bro, like, just if it's just as much as music, bro, it's, it's films and poetry. Like, I'm definitely dedicated to finding ways to leave imprints on that and really dig my way into that as well. What you doing with the film? Um, whether it's whether it's highlighting my story or somebody else's story, bro, that can relate to. Uh, one of the first things I definitely want to do, bro, is use films to to tell black children's stories. To be honest, but let them tell it in the way they want to tell it. Like I know a lot of people think, you know, when they hear film or something like that, they would think it traditionally as a documentary. But we're really trying to find a way to. Um, we don't want it to come off as that, like we, you know, we putting the camera in front of kids' faces or something like that. I really want it to be for them, by them, and me just, like I said, just using it as a platform. And as far as uh, other ways, shit, even, even um, documentaries is one of the things too, but yeah, just films really just highlighting things about the community, bro, and just, and just stories that just ain't told, you know what I'm saying? Preserving those stories and shit. Man, what do you like the most about having a daughter? <laughs> what well, is it not to like, man? It's everything. I feel like um, every day it's a it's a learning curve, but you know, uh, she teach me and I teach her. Uh, it's well, the best thing about it is, bro. It keep me vulnerable. It keep me real transparent because. Like I said, she front row for everything. I make sure she see what I'm doing, what I'm out here really, you know what I'm saying, putting my two feet on and what I'm chasing so she see. And, you know, 
it really showed in our relationship, you feel me? Because the way she talked to me and the way I talked to her, you know what I'm saying? You would think she was, you know what I'm saying? My angel or some shit like that, bro. She's really talking about it. This is a blessing, bro. I, I could go on and on forever about it. Y'all say, what, what did she teach you? Patience. Um, gratitude, bro. Really just being in the moment. Um, you know, like early on, uh, being a father who was trying to do this, like it's like I said, she five, bro, and this is this is her fifth year old. You know, what I'm saying in this life, and I'm really just starting to see um, some success or some wins from seeds that I planted when she was first born with the music and everything. So she's seen the growth, but in between that, it's been her that's really been teaching me, like I said, to be present in the moment, do all those ups and downs, really to just, yeah. Uh, no self-pity, bro. Just, you know what I'm saying? Self-awareness. Making shit happen. Uh, like I said, the transparency, the vulnerability. Uh, unlearning a lot of things, bro, that's, you know what I'm saying, that could be detrimental to a father-daughter relationship that I probably wasn't aware of, that I'd probably be fixed, but that I should fix all the time. Like I said, every day it's a learning curve. Every day it's a learning curve, whether it's... Um, Learning when to when and where to uh, trying to find the words how to say this shit, but yeah, whether it's learning when and where to just um, be present, or when and when to when to have my mind on work. Uh, that's one of the most important things because when I'm with her, uh, I like to really seize that moment. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's hard to really see those moments, bro, with people you love if if you don't think you're giving your if you're not giving your, you know what I'm saying, your all your hard work outside of that. You know what I'm saying? It's real hard to, you know what I'm saying, seize those moments with my daughter if I ain't really just following purpose and shit. So she definitely teaches me how to seize every moment in life. Yeah. Cool. And what's a good business for people to start right now? A good business? Yeah. And I think a good business, bro, if 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 you feel like your gift or your passion is a service to others, like in, in a way that that can serve people where, you know, where um that's it can service people in different ways, but at the base of, you know what I'm saying, inspiration is like the currency. I don't really I don't know if people understand what I'm saying by that. So a business where um, most people, you know what I'm saying, you got a business where you're helping somebody get to the next level or you or um, you're helping people find insight to see themselves in the life in a different way or you just something that's real relatable. Um, like I said, a service though, where you're making yourself available, bro, to like anything small shit. It could be anything with clothes or anything. Anything that's a service where you're changing somebody's day of life to me is a good business to start. Shit, if you believe in it, I started, to be honest. What advice would you give to new artists as far as like uh, building their name up, getting their name out there? Stick to your guns. Stick to whatever you say on your spirit. It's two voices you should be able to identify, you know what I'm saying? Your intuition and God's, and they're really the same thing. Like, you ain't, it ain't, you don't get the gift for no reason, and the only voice you should really listen to is yours. Yes, you should be open to advice and learning and, and, studying the ones before you and even the friends that's beside you that's inspirational but there's one voice 
that you should always be in tune with and is yours because it'll it'll have you making leaps and bounds and shit that you really couldn't even imagine to be honest. All right, man. What do you like to say to your fans and supporters? Thank you. Thank you for every listening, for every tune in, for every retweet, repost, bro, because it's um it's not so much of the validation, but I know people could be spending their time doing anything else, bro. So maybe it's just thank you. Heaviest of gratitudes. I mean, I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me. Man, thank you for having me again, bro. No doubt. You got any, uh, what's your social media again? Uh, Ron Obashi, R-O-N-O-B-A-S-I. No spaces in between on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Yeah. And when you got any um, shout outs? <laughs> shout out to God and my daughter, bro. For real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Poe Politic and Show is brought to you by RapperTShirts.com, home of the official Poe Politic and merchandise. From face masks to tees and hoodies, order yours today.